0: Hello to everyone tuning in. We're a Boston Celtics fan site that covers everything Celtics from the latest trade rumor to that other trade rumor to the Nets picks and how exactly Danny Ainge got his free Chipotle for life card. No one knows, honestly. The pod covers all the same topics our site does, but a little more freely and from a weekly point of view. Best part of it all is we're talking about it from a fans' perspective. We'll cover lax Suisse games and major stories as well as a look into the week ahead. We'll change things up as the show evolves, so let us know if you want to hear something or anything special comes to mind. I'm Mark Allison. I'm here with my man Topher Lane. What's up, buddy? How's it going? Good, man. Good. So we had a 4-0 week here for the Celtics. We beat, knocked off three playoff teams, three Eastern Conference playoff teams. Um, lot to talk about. Uh, what do you think the uh, story of the week is?
1: Uh, it depends on, on what your perspective is, right? So from a Celtics perspective, from like a good Celtics perspective, you know, those three teams, you know, the, the Pacers was a great game. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, in all of these games, we kind of slipped in the fourth quarter. Games that we had pretty comfortable leads. And we saw kind of those those leads kind of slip away in the final 12 minutes. But, you know, from just a basketball perspective, Devin Booker with 70 points. Yeah, I mean, that's game. unreal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can say what you will about it. You know, Tommy Heinsohn was kind of trashing it from uh, the color commentator spot saying, you know, well, Bradley wasn't there. And, you know, like. back when uh uh one of the guys who who put up 70 previously he didn't have a three-point line when he when he did it so like (laughs) is really that impressive it's like well yeah you're right i guess kind of He only put in four but you know whatever um so yeah that's as a basketball perspective i think uh, Booker's seventy point night kind of overtakes the the week of news for <laughs> for Celtics fans, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny that after the game, like the comments from the Celtics, um, ESPN was tweeting out like comments from Isaiah as if he was like, uh, um, you know, if, if he was downplaying the importance of it. And I think what Isaiah was saying was, and they took it out of context, was that it was strange the way that it happened, and it was strange because. They were, I mean, they were feeding him the ball at the end of the game and just, you know, I mean, he was launching stuff up. And, I mean, he was hitting. But um I, I think it was more of a, a feel-good thing for the Suns. They have something to harp on, you know, like a, that kind of an achievement. And, like, now – it puts Devin Booker on the map. I mean, people thought he was going to be good, anyways. But I mean, to drop seventy points, I mean, this is that, that was pretty special.
1: Yeah, it was the definition of stat stuffing, right? Yeah, like absolutely. They were, it
0: they was were putting fouling us to get him the ball back,
1: calling timeouts to advance the ball when they're down by like fifteen mm-hmm. with like two minutes left. It's like right. just they were putting so much effort into giving him this. set And I don't know if the if the goal was seventy or like what the kind of watermark was for what they wanted to reach
0: it it was amazing how quickly he got to 70 when he once he hit like 50 like Mm -hmm. I remember watching and you know he was getting hot in the third quarter I think he had what 20 at halftime maybe and then the other 50 was in the second half it was something like that I don't know exactly what the numbers were but that's
1: about what it was yeah I mean he lit it up and Ah. he he was all over the place and, um,
0: and when he was when he was when he started, you know, chugging along I'm saying oh, wow, he's got 40 something, you know, and then, you know, there was maybe like five minutes, or six minutes left in the game. And I'm like, oh, geez, he's got 52, you know, and then I, and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't exactly remember the times. I just remember looking and being like, oh, now he's got like, 60. <laughs> like it was it was unreal.
1: Yeah. And I, the nice thing was it's kind of there were two sides of it. Right. So it was a pretty boring game otherwise. And right. it was kind of droll, it was just going on through really the first half, like the Celtics were killing it, you know, and it was just kind of a typical, it was a beating. Yeah. Um, and then Booker starts heating up and there's kind of something to be engaged in to like watch this happen. And that's why I think Celtics fans, at least from watching it on uh, on E, you know, Celtics fans were into it at the Garden. They were like excited for Booker putting in all these points because I don't think there was really any threat of no. the Suns winning no. that game. Right, and Celtics fans still got to see some kind of history. Granted, it was against their team, but
0: right, yeah, no, I I agree a hundred percent. Those because those I mean, they must have been you know kind of restless. We're up twenty at some points, you know, mm-hmm. and then um, even though he closed the gap a little bit, it wasn't it was, the game was never in question.
1: Yeah, and so that yeah, I think that's probably the biggest story of the week as far as uh
0: yeah, no absolutely. I, I mean, that's it was the biggest story in the NBA this week. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> so I did like your point though. <laughs> three of the of the wins that we got so the wizards mm-hmm. on monday the pacers on wednesday i think
0: uh yes yep
1: yeah and then who was the the third team it was the pacers and then miami the
0: miami the, yeah. the, the current eighth seed right now we just we're fresh off that game ended about a half hour ago as we were recording this
1: yeah so those that one we i think was the closest as far as like actually escaping that game
0: yes yeah i mean yeah it was um that that felt like a playoff game, you know. That was um there. That Miami team is going to be a tough out, um, for whoever plays them in the first round because they, they play a pretty good team game and um they they spread it around. They don't count on like one guy to do a lot of anything, you know. I mean, I guess Drajic's probably the leading scorer, right? Like twenty, but um they spread it around pretty good.
1: Yeah. And so this, this is the last look at Miami. We've swept them. So like, as far mm-hmm. as right. if we were to see them in the playoffs, uh, it, it seems like it wouldn't, at least on paper, it seems like it wouldn't be very difficult. But if you think about it, I mean, IT had to put up 52 the last mm-hmm. time that they met. And mm-hmm. I mean, just it takes everything that we've got to take down this Miami team. Yeah. I think that the four and record against them is, is kind of misleading in the sense that they really match up with us really well. I mean, mm-hmm. whiteside alone just kind of manhandles our front court because we just have nobody that can keep up with him on the boards. And really he just, it, as long as we, if we can't pull him out of the paint, right. He just stops Isaiah in his tracks every time, every time down the court.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the, I think the only time tonight that Isaiah had that, he had that huge bucket against him at the end when he drove in and was like right up against him and uh, white side had his hands up in the air. Like it's like, they're touching the rim almost. And, mm-hmm. and somehow he got the bucket over him. But, he got swatted a few times coming in there. And, yeah. uh, cause he's that, that reach is just unreal.
1: Yeah. And he's got this like trademark block where he just grabs it out of the air and it's yeah. like a slash block. I don't even know how to define that thing. It's no, just insane.
0: He's, yeah. He's, he's, he's really good. And it's, you know what it is too? Like they're a team that spreads it around and stuff. But like you said, like they give us trouble because they have like a dominant, big rebounding guy plus that, you know? And mm. it's, it's tough for us to, um, to match up with that, you know, we don't we don't have a, a a mauler inside, you know.
1: Yeah, and if we're not shooting well, I think the three is really their weakness, the heat. And mm-hmm. if we're not shooting well from outside, then that that causes a lot of problems because it's tough to to start offense inside against the heat with with Whiteside as the rim protector. Right. With even even their other guys, I mean, there was this other dude who I don't think I'd ever heard of. Gotta pull up this box store, but yeah, you know, he was. You know, ripping down rebounds. and He was playing pretty well at the rim when Whiteside was was on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, try, his name was like Theen or something. Oh, Willie Reed. I had never heard of that guy. I guess he's on a rookie contract or wow. some tiny deal. But I I had never heard of him, and he went was, three for three with six rebounds.
0: Yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah, good. He,
1: his impact was was kind of insane. <clears throat> yeah. Um, especially in like the second quarter where we were trailing and having a lot of trouble. Um, but yeah, so good week for the season they kind of continue this this run um mm-hmm. against teams they may see in the playoffs they hit the bucks who just got dispatched by the bulls yep um they see them they've got a couple of days off play on wednesday and that's going to be it's going to be interesting because kind of see this like taste of the playoffs because we saw indiana miami and milwaukee all teams yeah are first these round. are
0: all potentially right third, first round matchups right
1: yeah, depending,
0: depending on how it of- shakes out. It is really more on their end than it is, well, as much as on their end as it is ours because as right now mathematically we're tied with the uh with the Cavs, although we're, you know, percentage points down cuz they're still haven't played two games. Um mm. those three teams are all like one game apart too. So mm. or maybe one and a half now that Miami lost tonight, but um yeah, so it, it's really going to be those the final three and the, the top, you know, Although it's the top two, looks like it's going to be us or Washington. I mean, us or um, the Cavs. I mean, it's going to be you know a- any three of those teams could play any three of the other teams. You know, mm-hmm. it's pretty wild.
1: And just as like a mini preview, obviously, I mean, just in the, the quick discussion we have just had, Miami would be our least preferred if we can avoid them. That'd yeah, be I think not the best, right?
0: Uh, right. I mean, the the thing that troubles me with the Pacers is like they pretty much would have the best player on the floor. I mean, even though Isaiah is having this um, otherworldly season, I mean, I don't think many people would argue that Paul George, the best player on the floor, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're, but they're just not playing well right now. And I, I, and then Milwaukee's a little interesting. Cause I think Anik Tumpo is a, is a ridiculously crazy matchup. Um, he, he's a difficult guy to defend.
1: Well, yeah. There's, there's no clear cut defender in right. the entire league <clears throat> Rihanna Santa Tucupo.
0: Yeah, exactly. So Absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's he's a wild card, you know. And they they just got Middleton back, but I mean, they did lose Parker. So um.
1: yeah, the Bucks actually are playing some of their best basketball. Of the yeah. Um, uh, and going into the playoffs, that's a really good, a good spot to be in. We see them two more times. Um, Is that here, right? Including Wednesday, we close out the season against them. Okay. Yep. Um,
0: both at which, home, which could be a rest, a rest and rest game if both teams have their spots locked up too. Yep. Could be. So we may not actually get to see that. So this this game this week is going to be pretty interesting to see.
1: Mm-hmm. So let's kind of pivot this, right? We're talking about the playoffs. Obviously, we're less than a month away mm-hmm. from playoffs kind of going. We're, we're all thinking about where seating is going to go out. Uh, and Justin, I think you said, wrote about this, is the Celtics in the Eastern Conference now have the highest odds for the title according to 538, right? Mm-hmm. I can't fathom how that's possible, right? Like we have our start, we have a big two that includes a five foot eight guy, five foot nine. It's <laughs> right. you know I mean? hard to use big to define that. We've got, the, you know, two star players. Yeah. And then you got the Cavs who have like, you know, their, their starting lineup includes like three guys who went number one overall. Right. It's like they've got the most insane roster. How do we have higher odds than, than the Cleveland Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference? Yeah. We've got the big two and
0: like a core four, right? Um, yeah. But um, I, I see what I think is I, I would think that and the way it's worded is that we have the highest title odds. I would wouldn't doubt that Cleveland probably has better odds to get to the finals. Like, but I think that maybe we're a better matchup for the Warriors than Cleveland is. And that's why we're percentage points ahead of them. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of.
1: Yeah, I, I can't. I I, I mean, five thirty eight is insane with like the numbers of the crunch yeah, and yeah, how it, they do it.
0: Pretty it's pretty good. This, this past election aside, the presidential <laughs> election, yeah. and they're
1: usually spot on. Yeah. So it's, um, I'm really interested to see how it shakes out. I mean, obviously these predictions can be completely far. like They can have no accuracy whatsoever and title odds. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I mean right it, now how do you really gonna...
0: gauge that? There's obviously all kinds of factors too,
1: injuries and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, that, that's obviously Celtics fans would love to see the Celtics take a title, but I I don't think anybody came into the season thinking yeah. banner 18 was, was in the cards.
0: Well, everybody don't get your hopes up too much. They gave us a 6% chance. So, uh, uh, against the 51% chance of the Warriors who are by far the favorites.
1: I remember a couple of years ago, I was talking to my friend and like, we, we took like 2.1% odds after the Isaiah trade. And mm-hmm. I didn't know a lot about Isaiah, but I was like, oh, man, 2%. Here we go. <laughs> it's going to yeah. happen. I was like, this is sweet. We're moving up in the world. My friend was like, dude, stop it. You're being stupid. Like, you're being idiotic. Think 2%. I was like, dude, that's all I care about. I just want I want to win a title. It's happening. Huh. You got some odds, right? <laughs> um, similarly, Brad Stevens, first time winning record uh, as a Celtics head coach or NBA yeah. head coach.
0: Yep. one that's- team. Pretty remarkable. I mean, because you figure what? Last year we finished just over 500, right?
1: Uh, last year we finished 40. Oh, no, no, no. 48? I'm sorry.
0: It was the year before that we finished one yeah. game under 500, right? I think so. And then his first year was obviously a losing record. I, mean, I think we won like 20 something games that year.
1: Yeah, because I was going through all the crazy stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think we finished Isaiah's first season 42 and 40, or do we? Mm-hmm. I don't remember.
0: Yeah, but... yeah. I think that's right. Yep. Two games under 500, right? Or one technically. I don't know how you say that.
1: Yeah, it took like the seven seed. Yep. Yeah, and then that's and then
0: that, that was the year we got swept. Yeah, but last second, year
1: second seeded Cavs. They might be the yep. seven seeded Cavs again. Yep. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I do you think there's any <laughs> any indication that the Cavs as a two seed haven't won a title? As a one seed, they win. Any connection? Do you think? Yeah,
0: yeah, right. So maybe maybe we can keep them out of there and uh, knock them off again. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> it's been a long time. Um,
1: yeah. Well. So yeah, we're we're right now tied for the one. Uh, if they lose tomorrow, the the Cavs and, or Monday, I should say. Yep. Um, and we they go up some. against the Spurs mm-hmm. on Monday. If they lose, the, the Celtics take a half game lead over the the Cavs for the one seed. Hmm. Um. What what are kind of thoughts on that? Do you think that we're deserving of the one seed right now?
0: I mean, hey, whatever. I mean, it's it is what it is. <laughs> it's it's their record. I mean, it. But it seems more that the Cavs are. I don't think the seeding's is important to them. And you know, they have rested LeBron and they've re- rested some guys, some games. But at the same time, they, they're just not playing very well right now. And obviously, they're missing Kevin Love, and that's a big deal. But um, they're they're you know, it's. They're not putting a great product on the floor right now in terms of basketball-wise. I mean, they're losing games to – I mean, they lost to Washington the other day, which is – That's you know, understandable. Whatever. Right. But they've lost some other bad games recently.
1: Yeah. Denver, for instance, yeah. put up something like 140 points on them. Mm-hmm. And, and the clear issue is, is defense for the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's that they are just playing horrible, horrible defense. And Kevin love is not the answer for that no no you know, like way. his his return is not gonna sit here right. and like
0: he'll grab you some rebounds and score some points but he's he's certainly not um mr all defense
1: yeah it's like their their pay like whatever they're paying all these players it, it should you'd expect translate to like an all-around great product mm-hmm. their defense right now is is I think it rivals you know like the nets yeah I think I was looking at a, at a thing on I think it was ESPN and like their, their last 10 games, they're they're sitting at like the bottom five of defensive rating.
0: Yeah. It's like, that's not not a good look. (laughs) It's bad
1: for a team that's trying to contend for the title. You know,
0: maybe even though Kevin Love is not like the greatest defender, maybe his presence helps Tristan Thompson, you know, his size in there. Maybe that helps him, you know, protect the rim better. And I mean, maybe it has like a, an effect on the other guys, even though he's not like, an all-world defender, you know.
1: That are they're writing like, "I love you" letters to uh, Timothy Mozgov. Yeah, right. <laughs> like they're like, "We miss you. We want uh, your room protection." Not not what anybody thinks about Timothy Mozgov. Anymore, yeah, I but...
0: think I go to show you why they why they went after Bogut though, and why they wanted to add him because of what he means defensively, and yeah. that that probably would have helped shore that up a little bit.
1: Has Larry Sanders logged a minute yet? Has I don't think so,
0: and I. And I don't think he should. I when we were talking about Larry Sanders before this, I said I didn't think he was going to help anybody this year, you know. And I I think he would have been better suited going to a team where he was he could play this year, like a non playoff team, you know, instead of
1: like chasing a ring. Well, the Cavs are desperate.
0: No, I, and I understand that. But, I mean, he was playing in the D-League at first, wasn't he? Or, or I thought that was the intent anyways.
1: Maybe. I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been following it. I completely forgot that. I was just kind of like saw that you signed by the Cavs, and I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm just never going to pay attention to... Yeah, I, I don't think... <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm going to look it up, but I don't think he's played, and I don't think he's going to. I mean, yeah. two years of rust. I mean, it's not like you can just jump back into the, um, you know, the NBA of its, you know, I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, he had fantastic instinct. In, like, just, you know, right, ball. right, just, like, just defending guys, not going up for pump fake. He was just a really phenomenal defender. And I think that's, I mean, obviously, teams were trying to invest in his uh, potential. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Cavs, you know, obviously are hoping that he could return to that forum, ideally sometime in the next month and a half. Yeah. Um, but how much time left, right? Yeah. How much time does he have? But, you know, you touched on it, you know. Resting players, um, Cavs. That's part of why they are sinking right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, I don't know if anybody's saying like, oh, well, they're not going to make the, the championship. But how the Celtics haven't had the opportunity to rest in part because we give up these fourth quarter leads. You know, you go into the fourth right, and if we 20, don't
0: have, you know, some of our guys out there to close it out, then it's even worse, right?
1: Yeah. So, do you think it's going to hurt the Celtics that we can't? Or at least we haven't had the opportunity to be resting anybody?
0: I think a lot of the guys don't have as many miles as other teams because of all the injuries we've had. I mean, Corford missed a lot of games, Avery Bradley missed a lot of games. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think, you know, Isaiah is probably the one that could use a rest, not necessarily because, but just because of the beating that he takes. I mean, you see yeah. how many times he hits the ground, you know, face first, uh, you know, going to the hoop. Um, and maybe they can rest him here and there. I mean, they did last week against. Um, which game did he sit? Um, was it the Philly game? I don't, yeah. I don't well, know. he was, he, was he was sat
1: one of the, the games rest. last week weekend. He was sick, so he missed he missed the road trip. That's what uh, it was. Brooklyn okay, yeah, yeah.
0: But I thought that was a, a sneaky way for them to sit him, whether, whether whether or not he he had a bone bruise or something like that. That's what it was. Yeah, um, small injury. Yeah, and he probably would have played through that if you know that was a regular, if that was an important game. But we were going on that trip. They figured they could win both games. They did beat Brooklyn, but they lost to Philly. So, um. Um, but I think you know they they can give him a couple blows between now and then. We still play Brooklyn again, um, and you would think, like I said, that that last game against the Bucks has potential for us to not matter. You know, so yeah. there's another opportunity there too.
1: Yeah, well, I, I'm i not a huge fan of, of resting guys as far as, like, I know there are conversations in, like, the commissioner's office and stuff about, you know, teams like the Cavs resting all their stars at right. the same time. And, like, that game we talked about a while ago where it was Spurs-Warriors, and literally, like, we recognized one guy in the starting lineup <laughs> right. of both teams. <laughs> it's, like, it's it's obviously bad for fans. It's important for these guys to get rest. I mean, it's an 82-game season. It's a grueling season. Mm-hmm. Um, and teams like the Cavs and the Warriors and the Spurs have the ability to rest because you know they have such deep rosters, and they also have like good cushion on their lead in, in the standings. Mm-hmm.
0: And to, to some of these teams too, I don't think home court is such an issue. Like I don't think the Cavs—it's not as important to them to get home court advantage as it would be for the Celtics. I think true. And and granted, we're a pretty good team on the road too. But I'm just talking playoff wise. We're a team that gets amped up. We, you know, they feed off the crowd, these guys. Um, so I think um, to, to, for Cleveland, they don't necessarily need that. I mean, they've been there before. This would be their third year in a row in the finals if they make it there. Um, you know, and a lot of these guys are the same guys that have been on that team. So Why is I, think, I don't think they're as, as bad. They <laughs> well, <Nice. laughs> so, you know,
1: did you just hear that? I did. I did hear oh, that. Those connections. That was. Right. Connections to that. that
0: was. Uh, that was uh, um, I was reading the Larry Sanders article in a Cialis.
1: Yeah, a... yeah. I was trying to make wow. connection to like. Yeah, yeah. These oh, yeah. guys are old. They need rest, but maybe they also. need yeah, Something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to make that. We'll edit that out. Maybe.
0: <laughs> no, we'll leave it in there. It was fun.
1: But... <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, I um. You know, as far as you know, the resting goes and stuff. I. The Cavs, yeah, I, I, and I, the title odds, I don't think are an indication of, of what's gonna happen with the Cavs, you know, because like, I agree, they're probably going to make it back to the finals. Um, you know, maybe a couple teams give them a run for their money in the playoffs. This is probably the most difficult path through the Eastern Conference that they have, mm-hmm. and that they will have for a while at least.
0: Right, there's some good teams, right? Yeah, there
1: are some good teams and some good challenges. So like the Wizards, for instance, are a team that'll likely match up against at some point during this this Mm-hmm. Playoffs, if they don't match up with the Celtics first, or like you know, one of these right. one of these teams, along with Toronto, who right now is falling, but you know, yeah, if I'm Kyle Lowry right. comes back I'm and he's right. feeling good, they're a dangerous team. Yes, um, but yeah, you know, any of these teams can heat up in the in the playoffs, and uh, even the the Bucks, for instance, can be a good team in the playoffs. So you know, it's it's really hard to say what uh what the Cavs will have to go through, whether it's a a Heat squad that you know they're young. And mm-hmm. uh, they get amped up, and they start playing out of their minds, kind of like Cinderella style, which doesn't happen nearly as often as it does in, like, college basketball. But still, I mean, I could see the, the Heat playing in a tough series, similar mm-hmm. to how the um, the Hawks did uh, two years ago, I want to say.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, uh, up against his old coach, uh, Spol- Spolstra, um, you know, he might have some ways to attack LeBron that, you know, other people aren't, you know, as keen to.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and right now, I mean, the Celtics—we're playing some of the best basketball we have all year, at least all around. Um, Mm -hmm. It's—I mean, like some dude who I'm amazed with is Amir Johnson. Yeah. You want to talk about guys who may need rest? Like he was getting beat up against the Heat on Sunday night. Yeah. (laughs) He was just getting, yeah, he was getting pushed around in the post. He had to deal with Hassan Whiteside, which is like a guy who's like ten years younger than him or something. (laughs) It's just like massive and like probably a,
0: and he's a, got a few inches on him too yes
1: yeah, so like amir was really holding his on he was you know he's scoring i think he was perfect from the floor at the end of the game yes yeah, six or six yeah he, he had a really good game and amir has been really stepping up alongside jalen who really looked confident on sunday mm-hmm. night uh it who's just continuing to to do isaiah thomas things and al horford who's playing phenomenally probably the best basketball he has as a celtic yes um over the course of the past couple of games
0: yeah, and tonight he maybe he didn't he wasn't scoring tonight, but he had ten rebounds and eight assists, you know, and he's a huge presence in the paint.
1: And he was nearing a triple double, like in the third quarter, I think. Yeah, he he would
0: have he might have missed it by the points. He only had seven points, but he yeah. had ten and eight, you know. So, so
1: I I'm optimistic. Jay Crowder, for instance. I mean, we were talking about it a bit when he we were playing Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and he put up like 25 points, 11 rebounds or something. And I was saying Jay is a guy who who plays when we need him. You know, he's, yeah. he's always there to try and plug in the holes that we have and try and find the solution. Mm-hmm. Even against the, the Heat, he was coming through and putting up some, some points in really big situations because we were really struggling to find that scoring option for a while. That's why yeah. we were trailing so long against the Heat. And Jay kind of came in and, and acted as a spark plug. In a, in a time that, you know, sometimes Gerald Green comes in and just kind of sparks the offense or some random guy off the bench. But in this case, it was Crowder, mm-hmm. who's been playing pretty well yeah, um, he, in all he, aspects of the game.
0: He's shooting from the outside almost 39.7%, 39, 39. which is by far his career high. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's probably, you know, a product of, you know, obviously Horford spreads the floor a little bit more. People have to pay attention to him. And Isaiah being such a monster this year, um you know crowder gets a lot more open three-pointers than than you know he's ever gotten before and he's shooting more than he's shooting five and a half a game last year he shot five a game but shooting 33 percent last year to 39 percent this year that's huge difference
1: and that's huge for the playoffs for the Celtics themselves because you think back to the past two rounds the last few times that we made the playoffs i think both were against the hawks and in both situations we uh the first one was against the Cavs. But spacing the floor was the biggest issue. Mm-hmm. Isaiah could not get into the lane because it was just so cramped in there. We couldn't pull the center out. We couldn't. We just couldn't space uh, because there just wasn't anybody who could shoot there. It was basically just Avery Bradley. And uh, you know, last year he was st- just going through an injury and stuff. But we had no one who could space the floor. Now you have Horford who can kind of at least pull out to mid range. He can hit threes if he needs to. He's been mm-hmm. kind of fading away from that. But yeah, you, know, you have Jay Crowder on the corner on the wing bradley smart who has developed well he's kind of tapered off a bit in the last couple of weeks from his three-point game kind of gotten back to his instinct of just heaving up contested threes but hopefully he can kind of solve that um but now there's that spacing that gives isaiah the ability to do what he really thrives out of like cutting into the lane getting the right. you know putting up those those insanely acrobatic layups um and that's that's what i think is so important about playoff success is that we can space the floor and jay's kind of metamorphosis as a shooter especially from the corner Mm -hmm. has. i I think that's going to go a really long way in the playoffs we kind of shrink those lineups and still have those shooters around isaiah to let him do what he does best
0: check check this for a jay crowder stat in effective field goal percentage which for anyone that doesn't know is uh so they calculate you know your two-point field goal percentage and then your three-point is measured by the fact that it's, you know, um, you're getting an extra point. It's, he's 19th in the entire NBA with 56, over 56%. Um, you know, he's, he's, most of these guys that are, have this kind of numbers, they're, they're big guys like Inez Cantor's here, Marcin Gortat, Stephen Adams. But the guys that are smaller guys that are in here are elite players. Like we're talking yeah. Seth Curry. Oh, so, Steph Curry and Seth Curry. Oh, that's pretty wild. Kyle Lowry, Carl Anthony Towns, um, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Otto Porter, and Jay Crowder. So that's that's pretty wild.
1: Yeah. Yeah, those advanced stats are insane. Mm-hmm. Just like what you can kind of find on players with that, like, kind of calculated advanced stuff. That goes yeah. back to like the 538 things. It's just like right. the ability of these people to kind of manipulate numbers to find, you know, really good ways of, of describing players. Mm hmm um so you did you do the mailbag mailbag podcast uh yeah so
0: me and lewis did the mailbag that that was fun um we had a lot of fun doing it so we're definitely going to do it more often because uh at least once a month or so because that that was pretty cool it was interesting to get some different questions from people and uh you know um talk about that than just talk about whatever we think's important you know
1: yeah i am i haven't gotten a chance to listen to it yet but I'm kind of excited to, to take a listen when I'm driving sometimes. Just kind of hear what, what people wanted to ask and kind of hear your guys' responses.
0: Yeah, it was pretty uh-huh. good. We got a pretty good turnout. We didn't get to answer every question. I mean, I think we took like five or six of them because we talk way too long when we talk about things. So maybe yeah, next time we'll try to we'll try to be a little quicker <laughs> about that, you know, so yeah. we can get to more of them.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to check that out. And for listeners, send us questions for future mailbag pods. whatever yeah, we sure. Because totally we could use them. It's fun. It's a good time. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. We, we have a good time here on the podcast. Um, yeah, all that peanut butter and jelly stuff that's going along in the NBA is a thing. Yeah, um, I didn't
0: I didn't I didn't see I didn't read that, so I don't I don't even know what that what the story was with that.
1: Basically the uh, two thousand eight team, mm-hmm. Kevin Garnett I think, was just like, yo, peanut butter and jellies are the best for anything. And then it just caught fire, and now the entire NBA is just like, that's like a thing, like it's like a staple, a locker room staple. I don't know how to describe what, what <laughs> it would be, but thanks to like Kevin Garnett in the 2008 Celtics, it's a yeah. huge. And maybe huge that event.
0: spread so well because like so many of those guys left those teams, like in the in the ensuing years, you know, like uh, that were on that team. A lot of those guys moved, like James Posey. Mm-hmm. glenn davis um tony allen those guys all went to play for other teams maybe ray allen they they played for other teams and that probably is how it spread so quickly right
1: i kind of just imagine like the big baby like sitting in a locker room just eating a peanut butter and jelly and <laughs> just like players being like dude what what's that it's a guy got a peanut butter and jelly it,
0: oh man do you don't know about the peanut champions. butter and jelly
1: yeah <laughs> and i just going kind to of imagine that and yeah that'd be that's a I, I don't know why it was like such a big deal, why like every sports site was such a huge fan of it, but like it's cool, it's fun. I like have started eating them a little bit more. Yeah. You know? Add that kinda, to
0: the add that to the diet. I mean yeah. who doesn't eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches all the time? People who easy snack.
1: Yeah. It's a quality option. Yeah, it's uh,
0: nutritious too.
1: Yeah. And then uh, you are our go to Terry guy. <laughs> Terry's Rosier is a god, right? Why is
0: why is TZ the god? That was one of the questions we got from the mailbag actually, and we yeah. just didn't answer it.
1: You have an answer <laughs> for it? Yeah.
0: I mean, just yeah, just watch the guy
1: play. That's all. That's <laughs> like all you. Need. This game do the talking, right? Yeah, exactly. Show highlights. That's all you need. You as long need as he's highlights. not
0: missing layups, he's the man.
1: <laughs> Even then.
0: Yeah. Still, still the man.
1: Uh, well, we hit on most of the recap. You know, four or a week. Uh, Philly, or well, I guess if you want to include Philly. It was 4-1 uh, week, right?
0: Yeah, I guess, yeah. for are going Sunday to Sunday.
1: Yeah, so we'll start Monday. Washington, Indy, Phoenix, Miami. 4-0. Fun week. Um, Is I was happy. It was a good week. For sure, for sure. Any big things to note from the games that we didn't hit on already?
0: 70 points. I mean, the Indy game was a good game. Um,
1: yeah. No. Paul George went off.
0: Like, yeah,
1: yeah. I was watching that and I was like, man, because this is also kind of in conjunction with the Nets right now climbing at Mm -hmm. an unprecedented Brooklyn rate. And, uh, you know, the Nets pick seemingly looking less and less uh, likely to be the best odds of getting the number one pick. Mm -hmm. So I was watching Paul George and I was like, man. This would be so cool if he was shooting in green, you know? Oh, dude, that so that, that,
0: that's, that, that 37 was a cry for help. Please trade for me this offseason because <laughs> this team is a mess. What has Larry Bird done? Uh, did you hear when he was talking before the game? Um, the, the, I think somebody blogged it on our site, but um, he was talking. He was very complimentary about the Celtics, and they were asking him, like, what what has happened to the um uh, I think it was Abby Chin that was talking to him, maybe Chris Forsberg, asking him, um, you know, what like what's what's going on in Indiana? He just sounded like a defeated guy. Like like he was like, Yeah, man, we were in the Western Com- I mean the Eastern Conference finals like two years ago and yeah. I'm the only player that's still on this team. Like <laughs> and he was like talking like 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 my role has changed and you know, I mean, I'm always supposed to be the 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 best scorer and the best defender on the floor which is what i've been doing for years but now i'm also like the senior statesman and like the like just i I, he just sounded it just so like let down like that they haven't been able to surround him with talent like and he really liked that team that he was who was on that team with him two years ago
1: i there was it was george hill right at the okay yes george
0: hill yep i the
1: Danny are Granger. Like, are we talking Granger. like the yeah, Danny Granger who just came yeah. dispute. Are we talking about like the really good one that like yeah the
0: the what was that two years ago or three years? I think, ago? It, was, I think it was three or four. Oh, okay, so maybe it was longer than. I'm yeah,
1: thinking. It was a little bit longer ago. But like Roy Hibbert was. But they did make it to the conference insane. finals two years ago,
0: too, didn't they? I don't think so. Maybe not. I could be wrong, but yes, Roy Hibbert. That's right, and he was still an animal then. And David I, I, West
1: was yeah. insane. They had that's just right. a ton of fun players, and then the the personality of the team uh, was Lance Stevenson. Mm-hmm. He's really fallen since he, right. Since he like whispered sweet nothings in LeBron's ear. That's like right. he like he's fell. Fallen. I think he's playing in the D League now, to be honest. No, he uh, he signed a oh, 10-day he signed... contract with a mini. Oh, okay. And then went down with an injury. Like uh, in his first couple yeah. of minutes. So like it's just his his career is like he's gonna need some complete jump start or so. I don't know how he's gonna fix that, but Yeah. Yeah, he's um that was that's a, right, because David really West hired us to play for that team.
0: I mean, that we were trying to get David West that last year. Um, I think it was 2012, right? The last big three year, and that's when he went to – um, he chose Indy over us. Yeah, I think so. It was either 2011 or 2012, whatever it was. But I yeah. remember that year thinking if we got him, that would have been a huge difference.
1: Yeah, and so like at the trade deadline, right? Like basically Larry Bird was like, we're really just trying to surround Paul George with people to make us back into a contender. And then mm. I think they got caught up in Paul George's trade talks and forgot that they'd wanted to do that. Yeah,
0: and just didn't trade for anybody, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like they were like, oh, cool, people want Paul George, but we want a ton of stuff for him. Yeah. And then, like, it was 3 o'clock, and they're like, oh, whoa. <laughs> we forgot to to make calls to get people for Paul George.
0: Yeah. And so, well, so they still have an opportunity to do that this summer, I guess, you know? Yeah, he's got um, another year, but... They've got him and Miles Turner, so they have two building pieces there. I'm uh, Jeff Teague's a good player, but I'm not... He doesn't, you know... I, I know Justin likes him a lot, but I I think he's a good player, but um I I wouldn't think he's like a building block, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do, whether he gets traded, um, or you know, or just walks on them, you know, mm-hmm. next year they have to take that risk.
1: Yep. So that was that was a good win. Um, and then yeah, Phoenix. It was a convincing win, and then you had a guy who also scored seventy points. So that's that's cool. Yeah, it was a fun
0: game to watch for sure.
1: Yeah, it was it was like a really good mindless game. Yeah, know? if you right. like, didn't right. want to like really be invested, you know, <laughs> that's perfect way to describe it. Yeah, you could just sit there and be like, "Oh, cool, oh, this, cool. this guy's scoring a lot. <laughs> look, look, like offense." oh they're fouling they're calling t- like, it's just like it's just like oh that's well, yeah
0: and then you got Tommy I wouldn't be doing this if Avery Bradley was out there
1: <laughs> and then they were so skeptical about the calls I was like I don't care whatever if the refs yeah. want to blow the whistle <laughs> like it doesn't make a difference to me <laughs>
0: right no kidding
1: um yeah it was it was a it was a fun game I, I'm right now living in Lansing and so Devin Booker grew up kind of around here so it was like kind of a big deal here
0: they got it up on the uh, the sign at the local diner you yeah. know on the
1: billboard <laughs> Look, Devin David, Booker look seventy points. Yeah, it's like the one nice thing going on around here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, and Al Horford's sisters here, so that's that's cool. We've got that's right, that's right. I remember we you know, fun stuff about. going on. Nice. Um, yeah, so that's basically there wasn't a ton else going on as far as the week went. The Miami game is close, probably the closest game of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a fun
0: game to watch too. It was a little back and forth at the end. And, and you know, it looked like we were gonna pull away with it, like late in the third there. Yeah, and and we were up ten at one point, I think, and then they just kept coming back. And that's a that's a that team is pretty um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know. They they keep coming back. (laughs) Yeah, they don't give up, you know.
1: Yeah, they 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 made
0: it a game, and and they took the lead at the end there. And then I thought we were gonna lose, um, and then um, came up with some big plays at the end. Yep, Marcus Smart with that ridiculous bounce pass through traffic to an open uh, was it Isaiah or open Jay Crowder, buried a three at the top of the key. Um, that was cool.
1: It was a good game and it was a good good finish to the week. But Mm -hmm. I do want to kind of look at. I was talking about it in in our chat. I want to look and see how the Celtics do on Sundays because we just look so laggy. Yeah, aside just... from
0: that, the only game I remember us looking great was that that Chicago game where they just didn't even get off the plane. Yep. But other than that, like last week we lost to Philly. I mean, even without Isaiah, we should have beaten them handily, you
1: know. You know the Suns that that game yep, that we lost. Right, I mean, yeah. it was really the first like 36 minutes we weren't really playing basketball. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then and then we decided to play basketball and <laughs> we still lost because of giving up those like 5 points in 4 seconds.
0: Mhm.
1: Um, yeah, so like just Sunday. I want to look at that. And maybe I'm just only thinking of the bad ones, but I do want to see how the Celtics do on Sundays because it lo- feels like we're just constantly... just It's our worst day of the week. Yeah.
0: Um, they Maybe they get the Sunday scaries like the rest of us get when we have to go to work on Monday.
1: They <laughs> just want the day off. They just want to <laughs> relax. They just want to watch football. <laughs> um, upcoming week, we talked about it in Milwaukee. Um, that's going to be a, a kind of interesting game. They've been... Uh, Really on on one of the best tears of the year, um, Chris Middleton is back. My friend and I call him Kate Middleton.
0: Kate Middleton.
1: Uh, he has got the initials, so it works out. Uh, yeah, they're playing the best basketball season, and he's been you know a huge part of that. And they're going to be it's going to be an interesting preview, possibly of, of the playoffs for sure. And then we hit up Orlando uh, to round out the week. It's going to be an easy week. Um, yeah, so
0: essentially we've played our first round matchup in the playoffs with after we play that game within the past week, yep. like from Wednesday to Wednesday. We've played whoever we're going to play in the first round and yep. hopefully have won all every game. Yep. So that's so good.
1: There's a good amount of time to rest. They got Monday, yeah. Tuesday off, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's only three games this week, right? Yep. Yeah, and then match up with the Knicks next Sunday for a day game. So we'll see if my Sunday theory is, is true there. The lethargicness. Yeah, especially afternoon games. I feel like they just really... hmm. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. And that's all. Sorry, our first game on the road is is we only have three three road games left. Yeah, and the
0: season. what do we got? The so oh okay, so we got that Knicks game, and then we play Cleveland. Is that a back to back?
1: No, no, it's Wednesday. It it's gonna that, be yeah.
0: ESPN, so we got a good break there. Wow, we really have a pretty good schedule to finish the year.
1: Yeah, we have the break between that game,
0: and then the okay, so that is a back to back. After we play the Hawks the next night in yeah. Atlanta, and then saturday and then we only have three games left it's the hornets away and then we finish off at home against the nets and then milwaukee and those i mean potentially we could be resting starters for both of those games if we wanted to could be depending on you know where the standings sit
1: yeah i I would also be concerned about the standings for the nets who are like slowly climbing close to the lakers who are just Mm -hmm. playing horrible horrible basketball yes um but what else is new in los angeles Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um yeah so it's it's gonna be obviously we'll keep up with what's going on over the course of the season here on the podcast
0: check out the links at the top of the Celticslife.com. we got a huge variety of shirts and hoodies in the store and you can even get tickets to the next game um you can find the uh, podcast on itunes stitcher blog talk radio soundcloud and mixcloud obviously you're listening to on one of those right now and um, make sure to subscribe on your favorite one to never miss an episode. And if you like what we'll you hear, please rate us five stars. If you don't like something or have a suggestion, make sure you let us know. And we're just trying to give you guys the coverage you want. Um, so from me, I'm Mark Allison and my buddy, Tilfer Lane. We'll see you guys later this week. Thanks, guys.